0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 19th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. I warned you that we were going to spend most of this week in Romans chapter 8. I hope you're okay with that. Hopefully we were able to dig deep inside that chapter and really pull out some of the gems that are in that chapter. But next week, we're going to be moving on to the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 7. So I look forward to studying that with you. And I feel like today, this last lesson of Romans is going to be kind of a springboard into what we'll take a look at a lot next week as well. So with that being said, let's jump into Romans We're going to hit a few verses in a few different chapters here, but really what it comes down to, the theme that we're going to see in really Romans chapter 12 through 15 is the theme of unity, the theme of coming together as one. I don't know how long you guys have been listening, but if you've been listening for a couple of years, if you remember our Doctrine and Covenants here, there was a theme that we just kept seeing over and over and over again, and that was the theme of Zion Really, our Father in Heaven just kept saying in different ways to Joseph and the saints, you need to build Zion. What became very, very clear to me as we studied the Doctrine and Covenants a couple of years ago was that everything that God has given us, everything that he's done, the restoration of the church itself was done with the purpose of bringing forth a Zion society or a Zion people. So we might ask ourselves, okay, what is Zion then? What does it mean to be a Zion people? In the Pearl of Great Price, we see that the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and of one mind. So really what we learn is that everything that our Father in heaven does for us, everything that he has done, the restoration of the gospel, all of this is for the purpose of bringing us together in unity to help us to become one heart and one mind. And it would seem from the writings of Paul here at the end of Romans, that was an important thing for him as well. He's going to use a different way to talk about unity, but really so much of what he's going to say centers around this principle of becoming unified. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Be kindly affectioned one towards another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Continuing on in Romans chapter 12, in verse 16 it says, Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not the high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. I love that one. Romans chapter 14 But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not to thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Therefore, let us follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 1. We, then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like Now, the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like minded one toward another according to Jesus Christ, that ye may be one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. My friends, one of the great purposes of our wards, of our stakes, and of the gospel of Jesus Christ as a whole is to bring us together. As one. Do we remember that the way we should? Or do we get caught up in the ites? Remember in the book of 4th Nephi, it says that the people were the happiest of all the people of God. And when it describes them, one of the ways that it describes them is it says there were no ites among them, not Lamanites, not Nephites, nor any manner of ites. Can the same thing be said of us? Can the same thing be said of our wards and stakes? Or do we group ourselves? Tear off one with another. Stay within a certain friend group. My friends, if we are to build a Zion-type society as our Father in Heaven wants us to do, we need to be hugely aware of the ites that we create. We need to be aware of the confrontation that we either invite in or that we allow in. We need to be aware of the gossiping that would drive a wedge between us and others. We need to be aware of creating a space of love and welcoming, a place for everyone to come and to worship with us. Sharon Eubank in 2020 gave a talk that was phenomenal called, By Union of Filling, We Obtain Power with God. And in that talk, she shares this story. She says, in 1842, the saints were working hard to build the Nauvoo Temple. After the founding of the Relief Society in March, the Prophet Joseph often came to their meetings to prepare them for the sacred, unifying covenants that they would soon make in the temple. On June 9, the Prophet said he was going to preach mercy, supposing that Jesus Christ and the angels should object to us on frivolous things, what would become of us? We must be merciful and overlook small things, President Smith continued. It grieves me that there is no fuller fellowship. If one member suffer, all feel it. By union of feeling, we obtain power with God. That small sentence struck me like lightning. By union of feeling, we obtain power with God. This world isn't what I want it to be. There are many things I want to influence and make better. And frankly, there's a lot of opposition to what I hope for, and sometimes I feel powerless. Lately, I have been asking myself, searching questions. How can I understand people around me better? How will I create that union of feeling when all are so different? What power from God might I access if I am just a little bit more unified with others? She then gives three suggestions on how we can better become unified and experience this unity to better access God's power. The first thing is, is that she says that we have to have mercy. She says, let's not judge each other or let our words bite. Let's keep each other's names safe and give the gift of mercy. I absolutely love how she says this. Let's keep each other's names safe. Are you someone that keeps people safe by the way you speak about them? That was such a humbling statement for me and something that I need to consider for myself. And give the gift of mercy. Assuming the best in other people is giving them a gift of mercy. The second thing she says is that we have to make our boat swing. She then gives the example of the rowing team that's talked about in the book, The Boys on the Boat. And she says that something happens in rowing that's hard to describe and it's called swing. And it happens when everyone's rowing in perfect unison and no one is out of sync. But what's interesting is that she says that a good rowing team, even though it has to be in sync, is not made up of clones, that everyone has to be different so that they can pitch in in different ways. In the church, in the gospel, in our friend groups, in our acquaintances, can we be grateful for the differences that we have in one another rather than weaponizing differences? And then the third thing she says is that we need to clear away the bad as fast as the good can grow. She says unity doesn't magically happen. It takes work. It's messy, sometimes uncomfortable, and happens gradually when we clear away the bad as fast as the good can grow. Each of us is going to have deeply wounding experiences, things that should never happen. Each of us will also at various times allow pride and loftiness to corrupt the fruit we bear. But Jesus Christ is our Savior in all things. His power reaches to the very bottom and is reliably there for us when we call upon him. My friends, we can better obtain the unity that we seek in our wards, in our homes, in our stakes, in our communities, as we offer mercy to each other, as we embrace the differences, and as we allow for repentance both for ourselves and for others. My friends, as we do this, as we strive for unity, we will better be able to create the Zion society that our Father in Heaven is desperately trying to build within us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lizzie Hansen.